I'm just, Brother Bill, I get more and more convinced as I read scripture and hear spiritual songs, the songs that we sing. You know, as I said, you know, from time to time, we, we, we said it, teach them in song, yes. you know, because that, those words are, 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 are filled with hope yes, sir. Yes. there, you know, to have a little talk. I mean, I, it says, as you be yearning about stuff, you need to talk to God. See, I've been yearning about stuff and, and needing some help about particular issues, and I might call somebody that has skin on them down here, you know, and, and, and I'm still waiting for a return call from them or even some help from them. But, but Jesus can show up in the, in the 11th hour, you know, and, 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 and make it all right. I, I'm just, yeah. so, so no better person, you, you can have your people down here that you go to and talk to, but don't let that uh, uh, make you omit time that you need to be talking to headquarters, okay, because headquarters is the one to get it done, okay, amen, amen, we comfort one another down here, but headquarters gets it done, amen, good evening, how y'all doing, all right, good to see y'all out there. Thank Brother Rodney for uh, that spirited song service that he gave us and those that took part in the communion portion of our service and thankful for you being here. want to uh, welcome anybody that's uh, uh, joined us from another congregation or, uh, you, or, or wherever the wind blew you through here and, and, there's, and there's no mistake if the wind blew you here, uh, you, you needed to be here. Amen. So we, we just welcome you and, and, and grateful that you came out to worship God in spirit and in truth. I want to thank Brother Matt for reading the scripture text. And if you all will join me there in 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we'll read it again for emphasis sake. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, and it reads, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, in talking to his son in the faith, Timothy, was giving him some encouragement and words of wisdom here. See, when, when you read the text we just read, We've all heard the phrase before, confession is good for the soul. And now, while the Bible doesn't always agree with many of our sayings that we come up with, it, it agrees with this one, that confession is good for your soul. See, in fact, Confession is good for the soul because it is one condition of salvation. 
See, that, that stands in the way of you being saved. See, there are different kinds of confessions in the Bible. But our text seems to have a specific confession in mind. That is the good confession. See, and because it says the good confession, because not all confessions are necessarily good. So, so with that said, we want to ask the question, which is the title of my message, what is the good confession? What is the good confession? Well, one thing that the text tells us that it is, it was something that Timothy had said in the past. See, the, 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 the text says, in verse 12, he says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and has professed a good profession. So he's done this in the past. He had professed or confessed a good confession. It means the same thing. To confess or to profess a good profession or confession is the same thing. See, we have no biblical reference to tell us when or what Timothy said when he made this good confession. But we do know that he did it because the Bible said he had done this in the past. So we know he had done this. In fact, Paul, in commending and reminding Timothy of what he had said, and in addition to that, told, told him, told Timothy to what he needed to do spiritually to, 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 to shore this up. See, Paul had told him to fight the good fight of faith. See, because it's so easy, so easy to become exhausted physically, mentally, and spiritually and just want to walk away from this. We just want to give up. Some of us get burnt out, but, 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 but all those things happen to us mentally, physically, and spiritually. We just get exhausted sometimes, and, and, and the Bible says we get weary. I figured I'd put it in words that we understand. See, worry might go over our head sometimes, but see, we know about being exhausted. When, you know, mentally, I can't even think about nothing else right now because I got some stuff on my mind that, you know, and physically, my body, uh, when I stop moving around, all I can do is my body just shut down. When I sit down, I shut down because I'm tired, you know. I'm tired of working and I'm tired of, of, of trying to do the Lord's will. And, and, and I don't know when, when one starts and the other one stops. And, and I'm just physically drained sometimes. So, but, but so because it's so easy to do this, he says, but hang in there. Amen. Hang in there because you're hanging in there means it might be the, the product of you laying hold of eternal life. That's what he says here. He says, fight this good fight, you know, and he said, and lay hold on to eternal life. See, making a good confession and fighting the good fight leads to eternal life. This is what our text tells us. See, and often we being people who 
get selective amnesia sometimes. We, we need to be reminded every once in a while of what we have confessed so that we can live up to that daily on a daily basis. See, sometimes we forget it's been a while since we came out that baptismal pool and we made the statement before we went in there and we forgot what our profession is now, you know. See, we say, well, I, I, I work for a Maryland General Hospital and I'm a nurse practitioner and I'm, I'm this and, you know, on my job, I, I work for this corporation. It, see, see, that's your secondary job. See, first of all, you're a Christian who happens to work for Maryland General or work for Comcast or work for this. See, your primary job is a Christian now. And my, my secondary job is that, see, because I'm going to leave whatever earthly job I have down here sooner or later. Either the job's going to leave me or I'm going to leave the job, one, one or two. But, but see, I'm, I'm right now, I'm working in on-the-job training for eternity. That, that's, that's my professional, my job that I have now. So, so like I said, every once in a while, if we don't have people around us to remind us, of what our profet living up to our profession that we profess at one time, then we'll forget, and we'll not put the stuff in place that we need to do to live out that profession. We'll start hanging out with the wrong crowd. See, we we we'll instead of spending time with like-minded folk, I'm gonna hang out with my boys, or I'm gonna hang out with my girls, and and see, we spend more time with them. And, and instead of growing spiritually, we'll be growing earthly or worldly. And, and, and sometimes we will get them crowds mixed up. You know, we will get in the presence of supposedly like minded folk, spiritually, spiritually like minded folk. And we, we forgot to take that earthly head off. You know, we forgot what group we were saying, you know. And, and, and like I say, sometimes we, 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 something happened, you know, I, I stubbed my toe on something, you know, and I, bleep, 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 you know, bleep, 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 bleep. And I said, and people are stopping looking at me and say, did you hear what he said? And, 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 and then I realized, oh, my goodness, I forgot. I thought I was with the other group, you know, where it was all right to let a few of them fly every once in a while. So, so we, so we need to be reminded. And say, boy, come on, man. Amen. You, you know better than that, man. I, I thought you had a handle on that, man. You, I, I know before you obeyed the gospel, you, you used to do that. Every third word was a, a cuss word with you. But, but I've seen in the past where you made it every ninth and tenth word. So, how you drift back to this? You know. You haven't been spending no time around like-minded folk, you know. So, so you got to spend time around like-minded folk and put something in place that's going to help you to grow. See, see, another thing that Paul points out about this good confession would be that it's something that was said before witnesses. See, in our text, it says that it was it was said before many witnesses and, and, and the text it says fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses see 
we say and do some things that no one else knows about. But the good confession is not something we are to do in secret. Let me say that again. The good confession is not something that we are supposed to do in secret. Now, now, in, in, in our text where it says that the many witnesses that it speaks about in verse 12 probably refers to an assembly of Christians. This happened probably in the church when, when somebody's getting about to obey the gospel. And they come forth and, and, and the question is asked, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And they profess, yes, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. See, man, what people don't realize, that confession stands between you moving on and obeying the gospel or not. See, if you say, well, uh, to that question, I ask you that question, and you say, well, you know, I'm still thinking about that. You know, I'm, I'm working that out in my mind. You know, I say, okay, well, you go ahead and sleep on it. You know, do you want to do some classes to, to help you come to a decision? Because, you know, he said, but they, they, they'll say, well, well, can't you just go ahead and baptize me now? And then, then I'll let you know afterwards. No, I can't. Amen. See, because you need, you need to decide that before we go any further. You, you, you know that, that uh, well, it, it, that good confession can also be made, as I said, it was made before a group with, with Timothy here, but it also can be made before one person. Y'all know the Ethiopian eunuch when he was on his trek with, and, and Philip went to him and, 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 and began teaching him, told him to come up in the chariot and he was teaching him and, and it says he began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on his way, the, the Ethiopian unit said, now, and, and mind you, they were in the desert. Amen. They were on their road, on the road, and they was going down to God's, and they were in the desert. And Philip talking to him, preaching to him Jesus, the Ethiopian unit said, wait a minute, hold it, stop. He said, there's water. What's hindering me from being baptized? In other words, what's standing in the way of me being baptized. He said, if thou believeth with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That, that made him a candidate for this water. Amen. They stopped the church after he made that confession. Then that made him a candidate. Had he said, well... I'm still thinking about that. You know, that's right a little bit long. See, we, we, then we would have passed that war unless we stood, waited there to see if you're going to, you know, uh, uh, go ahead and let your mind and your heart move you to do what you know you ought to do. Okay. But, but see, so, and we've had people who might have been at 11 o'clock service and they're a little shy and they say, I want to obey, but I don't want to do it in front of all these people, you know. Well, that, that's fine, you know. We, you can't do it yourself, you know. We can't, we can't let you go home and, and baptize yourself in the bathtub or nothing. You know, somebody has to administer it, you know. But if you want to wait until they're gone and, 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 and narrow them. But see, but that's something that we ought to be proud of. But they don't understand that now, you know. I've had people, and, and they felt that way. And I say, well, look, wait a minute, hold on, man. I, I can understand you being a little bit shy, but I say, this is something that these people want to celebrate with you. 
I say, you know when, when, when your, one of your relatives had just had a baby and, 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 and you go down to the hospital and y'all, y'all at the nursery window and y'all looking and y'all say, which one is it? You know, say that one right there, you know. Say, oh, that, and everybody, you know, is celebrating this new birth right here. Well, see, that's what we want to do. We want to come in here and celebrate this new spiritual birth that's coming, taking place there and and that's all uh, that's all we want to do we want to we want to cheer for this new new babe being born into the family of God and see once they understand that people have understood that then they didn't have a problem with that and and they was willing to have that done before many witnesses see Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 32 he said whosoever therefore shall confess me before men him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me, you don't want to confess. He said, neither will I confess you before my Father. I'll deny you before my Father. See, there were some people who heard Jesus speak, the Jews, but they was afraid. They was afraid of getting put out the synagogue. So they refused to confess him. And see, that didn't make them a candidate. To go any further. See if you, de you deny him. He said he'll deny you. And, and, and then. The good confession. Is, was, was something. That Jesus testified. About himself. He, see. Before Pilate. He testified. Of this in John. Chapter number 19. And around verse number 7. See, there were a number of times he testified this about himself. But in John 19 and around verse 7, right, right before verse 7, let's begin at verse 5. It says, Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man, and the them that we're talking about is the Jews, okay? The Jews that were there, they had brought him to, to Pilate trying to get some justice, okay? It says, when the, then it says, when the chief priests, in verse 6, when the chief priests, therefore an officer saw him, they cried out saying, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith, saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered, we have a law, and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Well, you can say because he is the son of God, you know, he didn't make himself the son of God. God, God you, you got to blame God for that, okay? But, but he is what you claimed. He did of him of his own will. He, so so there he had that he testified of somebody else saying who he was. He also had an occasion in Matthew 16 and 16 to testify of this before his disciples. Y'all y'all remember that when they came unto the coast in Matthew 16 and around and, and around verse 13, and it says, 
when Jesus, that's Matthew 16 and 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He said, what's the word on the street? What are people saying about me? Okay, you know, who, who do they say I am? And, 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 then, and they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So they're saying a bunch of things about you, Jesus. They, they're saying you John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah. He said, they said, okay, well, I hear what you're saying about them. He said, but whom do you say that I am? What do y'all say? When, when they say that, do y'all correct them and, 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 and say who I am or, or y'all get silent? They say, but who do you say that I am? And, of course, we know presumptuous Peter. Peter, Peter, stood, Peter said, and, Peter, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. See, and, and we know Jesus asked him after, he said, Blessed are thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. He said, because flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. He said, you ain't, get all, you ain't get all smart by yourself. You know, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't learn that by yourself. He said, but my father, which is in heaven, revealed that to you. And, and, and just like, and here's how our thoughts can change. Because just like Christ commended him for knowing that, that statement, that fundamental foundational statement about him, that he was the Christ, the son of the God, living God, which he said, couple of verses after that, that upon this rock, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. People unlearn it who don't understand what the scriptures are saying would think we're talking about Peter, but we're not talking about Peter. We're talking about that confession that he made, that rock of a confession, because that same statement that Peter uh, uh, announced, and we, and we say it when a person comes forth to be baptized. We say that statement brought death to our Savior, but it'll mean life to you as you complete your obedience by being buried in a watery grave of baptism. But, but Peter made that statement, and a little while later, his mindset had changed. When Jesus said that he was going and be persecuted and, and suffer things in, in the city, and he said, oh no, Lord, this shall never be. He, he, he suffered thing and died. Got to add that to it. And died. He said, oh, no, Lord, that will never be. And, and Jesus had to tell him, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. One man, and I was commending you for knowing, being, being taught by my father who I was. And the next man, you're trying to tell me I'm not going to perform what my father sent me here to do. He said, you right now, you're talking like Satan. To say, I'm not going to do that. So we got to watch how our thoughts can change in one minute. We, I, I like to say, sometimes we can deny with our actions what we profess with our mouths. Amen. We can say one thing, but our actions show something different. So Jesus testified that he was the son of God like Peter had said at that particular time. But I, I like what Luke chapter number four says. In Luke chapter four. And beginning around verse 17. And, and, and this particular, in, in Luke chapter 4 and verse 17, 
let's, let's back it up to, let's start at 14. 14 saying, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all of the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, hometown. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. That's what they did. And, and there. people would come up and they would read from the, the scripture text. Okay. He stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it, it gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them were in the synagogue were fastened on him. He read this scripture text and went and sat down. And, and in verse 21 said, and he began to say unto, the, unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing, in your ears. In other words, he's saying what I just read about this what was prophesied years ago by Isaiah that someone was coming who was going to do these things, was going to preach to the captives, was going to give sight to the blind. That stuff hadn't happened from when Isaiah said it up till then. It wasn't no Wilma Eye Clinic that you could go to for the blind to, to get their eyesight back. And especially, there was nobody working miracles like Jesus to, to, to reach down and get some clay and you know, and, and rub it in the eyes and, and, and somebody go sin. Now, that wasn't happening, okay? But, but the, here's the amazing thing about that to me is that they had copies of these scriptures. And, it, and this, wasn't, this, this wasn't an exhausted text here. There was plenty of text talking about the lame walking and, and healing all manner of diseases and, and stuff. And he was doing this stuff, and, and that's why he could say, this day had this been fulfilled in your hearing. And if he had a mic, he should have just did like this. Dr. Mike would say, ta-da. He, he could have he just said that. You know, when he sat down, he could have said, ta-da. You know, don't y'all realize I've been doing all this stuff? He shouldn't even have to say, say no more. They have been witnessing, witnessing all this stuff, and yet they didn't get it. So Timothy only confessed but what was testified by Jesus that he was the Christ, the Son of God. And lastly and fourthly, the good confession involves more than just saying words. See, it must be based upon sincere, from the heart, belief. In Romans chapter number 10, verses 9 and 10, and the religious world will try to 
build the whole plan of salvation around this one, one text here, okay? And in Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, some know it as the Roman road. When you hear somebody talking about the Roman road, that, that this, is, this is where they're going to go at. And they're going to try to make the whole plan of salvation here. He says, begin at verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. They close the book up and they, and, and they run with that. Okay. They say, all I got to do is confess him, confess the Lord Jesus, ask him to come into my heart, and I'm saved. Okay. But they don't go on. You know, they, they say, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation see we we miss them them words you know see see we we, we can understand that in everyday language but uh sometimes we can't understand we we we, we try to make the bible seem like it's confusing because because uh uh what's your name young man in, in the great right there on the end Jalen. Okay, now if I say Jalen, if you come unto me over here, you can have whatever is in my hand of these bills right here, right? Now, Jalen can sit there and think all he wants about what he's going to buy with this money and, um, you know, how much I got in my hand and, and whatnot. But see, if he never do, do all that I said, he's not going to get whatever's in my hand. Because I say, if you come unto me, you shall receive this, okay? This didn't say that you were saved just from believing Amen. or confessing. It said it will lead you unto righteousness and salvation. So, so we, 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 we forget, we, we, we just don't, we, we want the, the, the Reader's Digest version of this sometimes. We, we don't want to do all that. We just want, you know, give me the short version, okay? So, so people will try to do that with Scripture, they, 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 they want the short version, in, in other words. But like I said, it, it, it's more than just giving lip service in those cases. Also, the good confession, it must be followed, followed up with baptism. In, in, the, in the case of the Ethiopian eunuch, we know that he was baptized after he made the good confession. We told you. He said, here's water. After he made that, he said, what's hindering me? What's stopping me from obeying the gospel? What's stopping me from being baptized? He said, if you believe. Okay. So, so, and he didn't say you was all right. Philip didn't say you was okay if you believed. He said, if you believe. He said, yeah, believe what? Believe that Christ is the son of God. He said, yes, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Bam, that made nothing stopping you now from, from getting into the water. So, so this good confession that we make has to be followed up with baptism. See, uh, and then if it's not, then that doesn't make you a candidate for baptism. We must, in, in this good confession, it must involve, we must live a life consistent with the confession that we've made. 
Listen to this. Now, so many people, and, and see, God bless those that realize that they need to make this confession young in life. But sometimes we allow people to do this before they're ready. You know, I'm not trying to be a judge over all cases with this. But I'm saying that the Bible just speaks of certain things. Stay with me now. Don't, don't leave the room because you don't agree with me. Okay. See, see sometimes we have family members and, and the kids are there and we're having communion and, and, and a tray is reached around them and handed over there. And they looking, and they, they looked at the tray go past and they look at you like, did you miss me? Did you? you I, I'm here. Why did I get some of that? You know, and, and, and see, sometimes people just want to be involved in the situation and, 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 and people will do stuff and not have a full understanding. But here's what the Bible says. She said, we must live a life consistent with the confession that we've made. See, that was what Paul was saying. That was his charge to Timothy. Look, look here uh, in the text, back in our text here, going back to 1 Timothy 6. And, and he, he told him, first of all, in 11, verse 11, 6 and 11, he says, but thou, 1 Timothy 6 and 11, he says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Patience and meekness. Flee what things? Those things that was talked about from 6-1 all the way down. All those different things. See, one thing is talking about here is greed. And, and, and not being content with what you had. But when you read this, these are things. When he say flee those things, these are the things he's telling to flee. See, once we get in the Bible, it's not going to, you're not going to get baptized tonight and tomorrow you're going to be walking and doing all this. Okay. God is not going to take off your old head and say, I, I, I've been waiting for you to do it. I got this spiritual one here. Yeah, here. Now, now go ahead and do this. Okay. He's not going to do that. He's not going to zap you and, you know, now, you know, like a robot, you're going to start doing this. Okay. It's going to take some perspiration. To, to, to get in here and renew your mind, and that's what's going to cause the transformation in your life. No renewal of the mind, no transformation. And, and, and that can go for years. And, and let me help you with this. When I say renewing your mind, I'm talking about not only hearing sermons like this, but then coming to the classes afterwards where you can ask the questions that, that you're confused about. See, see, you can come to these sermons. You can make a commitment in your life. That I'm not. We, we had three sermons a, a day on Sunday, 8, 11, or 430. I'm going to commit right now after obeying a God. I'm going to commit. I'm going to come to at least one service a week for the rest of the year. I'm not going to miss a Sunday. Bar me being ill, I'm not going to miss. And you know what? And that would be a good Goal to make, okay? But you know what? That haven't started you on discipleship yet, okay? That, that, that's, that, that's I, I call that a, you on an hors d'oeuvre diet, okay? You're getting hors d'oeuvres from the pulpit. You need to get some meat and potatoes 
in class, okay? That's where you get to ask the questions that you have about, well, wait a minute, hold, hold, brother. Explain that to me, you know. Break it down like they do in Brother Fraser's class. They, they'll, spend, they'll spend two days on, on, on a text or two, and, and that is not a bad thing. That's, that's not, you, you hear your class, you hear your class people over there? Uh-huh, see, 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 that, that, that's not a bad thing. That, that's because they want to get understanding, okay? We're not in a race here. We're not, we're not roping cattle to be done, you know. I got all the learning I need. I can go now. No, we're not doing that. We're we trying to get understanding with that. So he, he's telling so the only way that we're going to know what we need to do in the process of, of after we make this good confession, it's read God's word and get an understanding. And, and where, whereas the text I was working with tonight went from 12 to 14, you need to read the verses before and after that to get a better understanding of what those three verses say. So he says to flee, he said, but thou, O man of God, if you call yourself a man or woman of God, says flee these things. See, a lot of times we have a tendency to say, well, since I became a Christian, I don't smoke no more, I don't drink, I don't chase women, I stop gambling, and I, I don't do this, that, or the other. Okay. Well, that's good that you stopped doing those things. But what have you started doing? See, you stopped a whole lot of things, but you got to start doing some other thing. We know about the, the house when it got clean in here in Matthew when, when, when it was cleansed and all the demons went out of it. But, but, but it was an empty house. And, and we know that, that nature abhors a vacuum. Where, where it has a vacuum, it's going to fill it. Okay, So if I got an empty house, see, them demons that got chased out of there, they walked around, they looking for someplace else to it's crowded up in there. I can't go up in there. Too much word up in there. Let me, let me find a place where I say, come on, look, let's go back. Maybe they haven't done no renovation where we got kicked out. Let's go back there. And, and we go back there and surprise. They just sitting there idle. They ain't doing nothing. And, and it says, and they go back in and they say the state of that man is worse than the first. Worse than the first because they didn't feel it. They, they didn't fill their house with the stuff they need. See, see, I need to put so much of this stuff in me now after I get them demons out of here. So, so now I'm not operating off of that old tape. Now I'm working off, I'm, I'm renewing my mind to be able to, to work. So, so after we flee things, he said in verse 11, he said, he said, flee these things and follow after. See, he's helping you right here. He's giving you a list. Of things to fill it with. He say, follow after righteousness, doing the right thing, godliness, faith and things that build your faith, love, patience, meekness. How, how am I going to do them things? In the word. See, get in the word. See, 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 God has a way when you hear sermons and, and whatnot before. Before sometimes it can get out of your head, God will give you a pop quiz about that, 
You was amen in the sermon. You was sitting there, amen, amen. All you could hear was amen over there, you know. He said, I'm going to see if you got that, you know. And, and, and I'm, I'm just sharing with y'all this morning. Brother Mathia was preaching about uh, forgiveness. And, and, and he got up there later on and he made an announcement that Sister Wanda Finley, this was her last Sunday with us. She wasn't going to, she was moving to Philly, uh, Pennsylvania. And I, I didn't find out until after the service, service that this was her last day. So I was mad with her because she's a friend of mine and I wanted to make the announcement that she was leaving and y'all need to, you know, show her some love. And, and when I found out, and I went over there to beat her up after just hearing a sermon about forgiveness and agape love. I said, see that? See, I, I, I want to lean on you right now. I say, but, but I'm being tested with this sermon I just heard, you know. So I got to show you love, you know, and, and that's how God does it. You know, he said, did you get this or what? I, I, know, I know you made it. Because she leaving or, you know, not, not, not mad, but, you know, you, you, you want, you know, you don't want her to go and you want to show her love. But, but bigger than that, you know, can you show her some love? See, because she, she didn't want to do that because she know that the rivers are going to flow. She was going to cry if we had did that. OK, so but, you know, we, we get tested in this stuff. And it's how you going to be when you get your test. When you, when you amen this stuff, how are you going to react when you get the test? Here, here the next verse says, first it told you in 11 what to do. You need to do this because you got a fight coming up. He says, fight the good fight of faith. See, some of us like the fight. Some of us are pugilists, as they say, you know, in the world. We, we put up the dukes about the least little thing. We were in the fight about, but, but how good are you in fighting the good fight of faith? So what is that, brother? What, what is that? See, that's when you sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's when, like I said, you're exhausted mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I'm just sick of it. I, I, didn't, I didn't went trying to evangelize people. We was talking about that today, evangelize. And them heathen folks I've been going to, they, they didn't work on my last nerve, you know. I, I'm ready to let all of them go right on straight to hell, you know. Because I'm, I'm, tired, I'm tired of trying to take the word to them and they not, you know. But, but, but you got to fight the good fight of faith. See, it ain't about, you know, you tried. You, you fulfilled your responsibility in taking it to them. See, you can't convert their soul or you was no souls. You can't, you can't convert no souls. All you can do is take the word to them. It's up to them to accept it or reject it. So we got to take the word to them and do our part. Lastly, he says, he says in 14, he says, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. What is he talking about there? Well, he's saying, he says, keep the commandment. What commandment? The good confession that you, that you stated, that you professed. And not only that, the follow-up. The follow-up, I just told you what the follow-up was. The follow-up was a fleeing those things, following after righteousness, Godliness and faith, fighting the good fight, and keeping 
this command. And see, if I don't make up my mind to do certain things, just, just, we, 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 uh, we often say that. We say that about the Tuesday class. We say, look, when we in Tuesday class last week, we say, if you don't make up your mind right now before you leave the class to be here next week, Amen. you won't be here. Amen. See, because work day that day will get in your, your way. They don't work you, uh, you know, uh, 10 hours in, in an eight-hour day. You know, they're going to they gonna get it out of you. You're going to be exhausted. And you say, well, I'm going to wait until I see how I feel after that. No, you know, if you don't make up your mind, then you're not going to do that. And if you don't make up your mind to, to do this, to keep this commandment, it's not likely that you're going to do it. See, keep the truth, and the truth will keep you. Keep the truth, and the truth will keep you. We often say, this book, the Bible, will keep you from sin. And sin will keep you from this book. So we need to keep the truth, and the truth will keep us. See, trouble may come on your job, at school, among friends, or family. But if we hold fast our confession, nevertheless, we will hold to it at all costs. We won't let nothing change our mind. See, family sometimes ain't going to go along with you. They're going to say, you change. You know, you used to be fun to be around. I don't even like to be around you no more. You know, so, so we, we got we to gotta go through all that. It, it, uh, last thing I'm going to say in my conclusion, why is the good, why is it the good confession? It's good because it confesses faith in the one who died for our sins and who reigns in heaven. It's good because it produces good in us if we live up to it. And it's good because it produces salvation. That should be enough. See, it, it's, a, it's a good confession. I say we can confess a whole lot of things, but that, that they might not be meaningful to us. This is, this is something I just gave you three reasons at the end that it's good. You confess in the one who died for you, and when you do that and baptize, follow it up with baptism, that just puts you in the race. That doesn't save you to go on and live your life as usual. But now that gave you access to the tools to be able to change into something that you never was before. Amen. See, if, if you want to go where you've never been, you got to do what you've never done. See, and we never, sometimes we never commit and stay with things. So we have to make up our mind. That's what we want to do. Maybe you're here and you, you haven't obeyed the gospel. It starts with, first of all, hearing God's word, believing his word, making up your mind that if I haven't been doing this, I want to change. I want to get right with God. I want my sins washed away. Then confessing the sweetest name on mortal tongue that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Being baptized for the remission of your sins, becoming a new creature in Christ, then living faithfully until death, he said, I'll give you a crown of life. Maybe you're here and you might need prayer. We, you, you can uh, announce your prayer request as we stand and as we sing the hymn of invitation. When we walk with the Lord.